Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Make some noise. Yo! Yo! Yo. This, who is this guy, is Wes McElroy on Fox Sports 910 and FoxSportsRichmond.com. Call the show at 345-0910 or email Wes at FoxSportsRichmond.com. Here he is. He is the man. Wes McElroy. Oh, running! thanks for cranking us up. And thanks for doing it on this Thursday where the coward football season gets off and running. No disrespect to Stanford and Rice in Australia. But tonight, Ohio State, Indiana, Oklahoma State. Some people's sexy pick for the college football playoff. They got Tulsa. We got ourselves games. And that makes me a happy, 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 happy person. And his glass is always half full. No, you know, if my glass was half empty, I would still be happy today because the college football season is back. It opens up tonight, and we have a full weekend slate of games. And we will preview them coming up. Bill Bender of the Sporting News will join us. Also, a man who knows a thing or two about college football. He also knows a thing or two about opening days, considering he had 29 of them at Virginia Tech. It is going to be great to have the legend Frank Beamer on the show today. Talk some football with him, see how retirement's been treating him, and I use that status of retirement loosely because Coach is now part. It's a new member of the College Football Playoff Committee. Look forward to talking with Coach Beamer coming up. Look forward to talking with you this morning. We say good morning to you. We say good morning to the crew. Paulie V producing the show, running the board. Yo, Paulie! We got Gary Hess back from vacation. Paulie is, by the way, officially in baby watch mode 2017. He is by the bat phone just in case my wife would go into labor. We're ready to go over here. As Laser, John Laser, the voice of the Hokies, deemed this yesterday, it is baby week 2017. Due date is Sunday. By right now, uh, by health and medical status, I, Paulie, I'm going to put you on about DEFCON 4. Okay. You know the DEFCON scale? Yes. DEFCON 5 being extreme danger, warning, nuclear fallout. We're, we're not there yet. We're at DEFCON 4. We've not gone to 5, so at ease, Admiral. Just okay, we're, we're ready in the command center. We, we literally have a special phone in studio that if it rings, it is either my wife or my wife's coworkers. That is the special poly baby bat phone to let us know if anything goes down. And we have, by the way, we have a full fallout contingency plan on the show should it happen whilst on air. It just can't happen the next three hours because, man, we have a packed, packed show for you. Let's get started with the three stories that you need to know as you wake up this morning. It's the first word on the headlines of the day. It's McElroy's Morning Edition on Fox Sports 910. Three stories to know on this final day of August 2017. Story number one. The NFL has opted to cancel tonight's preseason game between the Houston Texans and the Dallas Cowboys at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington. The game was originally supposed to be in Houston. They have moved it to Arlington. Now they're just canceling it. They're doing it so the Texans can go home to their families. They've actually found a safe travel route so they can get into Houston. So they're going home. The players are going home. Texans issuing a statement, 
At this time, the priority of our organization is getting our players, coaches, and staff back to their families and reunited, many of whom have been evacuated from their homes and are currently sheltered. The team feels it's imperative to get back home to help the Houston community recover from the devastation of Hurricane Harvey. Absolutely the right call to make. Here is J.J. Watt, who has been spearheading fundraising efforts now at over $7 million raised. I think it's the right decision. I think it's uh, everybody here is obviously most concerned about their families, their friends, uh, the city of Houston back home. Uh, so I think it's extremely important that we get home as quickly as we possibly can. I know we're all very excited to get back there and see our people, but then also to start helping. I know my guys, the team is, has been incredible throughout the whole thing. Everybody's asking how they can help. Everybody's asking what they can do. And I think we're just very, very excited to get back there, be with our city, and help our city rebuild. It's the right call to make. Now, I didn't object to them playing this game in Arlington because I like the idea of playing the game and donating the proceeds. But this is better. There are other ways to raise money. And coming up, we're going to tell you about a great one locally here in just a second. There are other ways to raise money. I didn't openly object to playing the game because for the Texans and the Cowboys, you do have football decisions to make. There are guys fighting for a job. There's some livelihoods at stake here. But look, in all honesty, by now, you probably know. Coaches probably know who they want. You've had a month of camp. You've had how many practices. You've got game film. You've got practice film. You've got three preseason games. And you're evaluating guys that you really hope you don't have to start at all this year. You hope guys that regulated to special teams. Plus, the Cowboys had the Hall of Fame game, so they already got their four preseason games in. The, Ca the Texans could care less. They do want to get home. So, look, you got film. You got enough. Let these guys get home to their families. Let them get home. This was something that was easily counselable, and it's the right call to cancel it. By the way, if you would like to make a donation to the American Red Cross, you can go to redcross.org. You can call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Or you can text the word Harvey to 90999 to make a $10 donation. And coming up a little bit later this hour, I'll tell you what the Richmond Flying Squirrels and VCU Basketball are doing to team up for a fundraising effort for Houston. The Redskins, they will play their fourth preseason game tonight. And I will tell you if Do Josh Doxson will play, should he play. And I'll give you the four guys who need to have a good game tonight if they're going to make this roster. Story number two. Steven Strasburg have a day. Short throw to Zimmerman, and Steven Strasburg has done it. Bang, Zuma, curly W's in the books. It is a complete game shutout victory for Steven Strasburg as he blanks the Marlins here this afternoon. Strasburg tossing a complete game six hitter. Also, as we like to say in the business, helping his own cause with the fifth inning homer. Wilbert Defoe adding a homer, and the Nationals sweep the Marlins 4-0 win on Wednesday. Marlins had zero answer for Strasburg. He struck out eight, he threw only 110 pitches, and yeah, you heard it right, it's only his second complete game in 179 starts, the last one coming back in 2013. Here's Dusty Baker on his starting pitcher and his only pitcher of the day. You know, he uh, had great command. Of all his pitches, namely his fastball, you know, in and out. And uh, he had a good curveball and slider and occasional changeup. All right, I don't want to jinx things, so I'm going to knock on wood. Hear that? We're knocking on wood. We talk about Strasburg in the second half. We talk about his numbers. We talk about him and health. But since coming back from this elbow nerve impingement thing that they called it, he is 1-1 one and one 
0.86 ERA, and he is now up to 20 straight scoreless innings, and he has done it against the likes of the Houston Astros and Giancarlo Stanton and the Marlins. He's now 11-4 on the year. So once again, knock on wood. Nats have won four in a row, extended their lead to 15 over the Marlins, magic number down to 17. And speaking of Mr. Stanton, yesterday, 0 for 0 for 4 stuck on 51 home runs. Now, that's for the Marlins slugger. How about the Nats slugger, Bryce Harper? Dusty Baker telling reporters beforehand that he is a long way away from just running. Not playing. A long way away from running. Recovering from that significant bone bruise on August the 12th. It is only two weeks later, but Dusty's saying, look, he remains far away from any baseball-related activities. Isn't ready to run yet. You got five weeks until the postseason. I'm not going to go flipping out here. I'm not going to do chicken little in the skies falling. I'm not even going to warn you. It's just something that is going to loom over the month of September of whether or not Bryce Harper will be back for the postseason. In the meantime, Jason Wirth is out there in right field. And finally, story number three. The Thursday morning deadline looming. The Celtics and the Cavaliers. Looks like they have completed their trade. And the Cavaliers will get a 2020 second round pick via the Miami Heat. So they get to send Kyrie Irving to Boston. They will get Isaiah Thomas. They will get this, what could be potentially the first or the second overall pick. They will get everything that they had originally in the trade, plus now a second rounder in 2020. Celtics resisting the Cavaliers' desire for a first round pick. And really... Cavs were lucky to get anything here. Personal opinion, some thought that Boston was trying to pull something over here on the Cavaliers. Can I just add that when you say that, it's not like it's not like Isaiah Thomas slipped down the steps in the middle of the night in April and the Celtics were trying to hide this. The, the guy was injured in the Eastern Conference Finals against Cleveland. We knew it was a hip. I knew it was a hip. Everybody in America knew it was a hip. And a hip for a point guard at 29 years old, that's kind of a serious issue. So before anything was put in stone, before any trade was agreed to, the Cavaliers, shouldn't he have medically cleared this? The hip has been an issue, and then to go back and say, yeah, we're going to need some more here. Now, maybe there's strategy involved. Maybe it's uh, backwards thinking. I- I'm not sure, but I think they're lucky to get anything because it's not exactly like they could really take Kyrie back, nor would he want to come back. Isaiah, he would have wanted to come back to Boston. He would have gone back to Boston, no feelings hurt. Kyrie, going back to Cleveland, not so much. And if you try to deal Kyrie, I don't know if you're going to get the same deal that you're getting from Boston. And uh, I'm not going to lie, there there was kind of part of me that wanted to see this deal fall apart just so the dopes in Boston who burned all their Isaiah Thomas jerseys, I would have loved to see this deal fall apart so they would have felt like bigger dopes for burning the uniforms in the first place. Kyrie expected to be introduced in Boston on Friday, the same with Isaiah Thomas and crew in Cleveland. Done deal. There are your three storylines in the mornings. We're just getting this deal started on Fox Sports 910. All guests appearing on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline today. The great Frank Beamer will be here. He is not the only head coach who will be here. We'll talk to Russ Huseman, the head coach of the Richmond Spiders, as they will play their opening game tomorrow night. They will play down at Baylor University. They'll be taking on Sam Houston State. The game was what well, was originally scheduled for today, then they got moved by ESPN to Sunday months ago, then they had to move the game or actually postpone it because of Hurricane Harvey, now they're going to play tomorrow night, we're going to talk to Coach about 
what went on behind the scenes to schedule this game, and what his week of preparations have been like. Bill Bender, the Sporting News. We're going to go all around the top 25. We'll get some preseason predictions here on the college football playoff, the Heisman Trophy. We'll get into it as we have one of the big teams tonight, Ohio State, playing. J.P. Finley of CSN Mid-Atlantic. He is down in Tampa with the Redskins' final preseason game. Who needs a good effort tonight? Who needs a good game to make the final 53? Because the cuts start happening bright and early tomorrow. And our buddy Todd Pony Parnell, the Flying Squirrels, he will be here. We will give away tickets to the final Squirrels game of the season. Plus, we will tell you how you can team up with the Squirrels and VCU basketball to help out those in Houston. We have a busy, busy, busy morning talking a whole lot of football. Wes McElroy, Fox Sports 910. And, hey, if we're talking about football, let's talk about my favorite place, my neighborhood spot, Hurley's Tavern in the shops at Innsbruck, where it's a big weekend for college football. It's also a big weekend for fantasy football drafts. And there is still time to hold your fantasy football draft at Hurley's Tavern in the shops at Innsbruck. Go to Hurley'sTavern.com to find information, the menu, you can see photos of the place, my neighborhood spots, probably a photo of me up there somewhere. I'm in there enough. Hurley's Tavern, the shops at Innsbruck. Contact Mark Hurley to book your fantasy football draft there today. Hurley'sTavern.com and Hurley's Tavern now available on the Uber Eats app. Fox Sports 910. Just getting the morning started. Wes McElroy, Fox Sports 910. we got a packed show. Coming up, I'm going to tell you who won the Life Lottery. Do that in 15 minutes. Yes, the Life Lottery. And we'll get into the four Redskins that have got to have a good showing tonight if they want to lock up their spot in the 53-man roster. Got the NFL today. we got plenty of college football. Frank Beamer, Russ Usman, the head coach of the Richmond Spiders. One hour from now, Bill Bender, the Sporting News, will give us a top 25 breakdown as Ohio State plays tonight, Oklahoma State plays tonight. you got the big one with Florida State and Alabama on Saturday night. I'll get you my five bold college football predictions. We'll do the national picks today. I will do the local picks tomorrow, Virginia Tech, UVA, JMU, FCS. This is my time of the year. You are going to hear a giddiness in my voice over the next couple weeks and next couple months. Because I know some of you, like Paul, for you, what, what's the sport that when it gets close, you start jonesing? Like you get real amped up. Like what, what's your sport that excites you? I think it's, well, baseball's always been my favorite sport. And I love when it comes back. But football, when football season gets close. NFL? Mm. Yeah, NFL. I because I love college football too, but NFL. When, when NFL season gets close and we're close to opening day, man, I get real excited. Some of you are jonesing for the NFL. Some people like our VCU diehards. They they get to about the end of September, early October, and they start getting the shakes for college basketball. This is my happy time, and this weekend the setup in college football. I mean, tonight alone with Ohio State, Indiana, not going to be a good game, but we get to see Indi- we get to see Ohio State. Some people believe the top team in the country. If not, not number one, number two, Oklahoma State. Some people want to see Mason Rudolph, Heisman Trophy sleeper. Some people believe this is a sleeper team for the college football playoff. Tomorrow you get Richmond and Sam Houston State, top 10 matchup in the FCS. Saturday, Michigan and basically what's left of Florida. How many now? How many starters suspended? They got 10 guys out before the start of this game. Some kind of scam with using their student ID to buy stuff and then sell it. Man, Jim McElwain, he's not joking around. They he just has, named a starting QB, too. Yeah, named a starting QB and suspended two more. That's the, uh, that's the equivalent of one step forward, two steps back. 
Virginia, William & Mary Saturday afternoon into Saturday night with Florida State, Alabama, Virginia Tech, West Virginia on Sunday, which, by the way, I am convinced uh, if anybody's got a McElroy baby pool going on, I'm convinced it's either going to be Saturday or Sunday just because as I have waited for months for her to be born, I have also waited for months for the college football season. So I'm believing it's going to be one of these two nights when I settle down to watch one of these two games that my wife will say, it's time, let's go. Coming up, I will, uh, I will drop some picks on you. I will give you my five bold predictions of the college football season. I will embarrass myself with my picks for the Final Four and the Heisman Trophy. But let me say this before we get things started, before we dive in any postseason picks. College football has the best regular season in all of sports. And yeah, that includes the NFL. And I'll defend that. And I, I know we will get into it at some point. Some point in the year, because we annually do, we will get to that topic of expanding from four to six or eight, or some of you yahoos want 16 out there. I am totally 100% against expanding. At least for right now, I am 100% against expanding the college football playoff. Look around. Just take a second and look around at other sports in their regular season, right here, right now in 2017. Look at the NBA this year. NBA's got 82 games. And I don't even know if I should say this year. The NBA's got 82 games. You take over the past five years, you look at the NBA, you can figure out by December 1st who are your pretenders and who are your contenders. You may not be able to figure out everybody who's a playoff team, but you know the teams that matter. You may not know 6, 7, 8 in the Western Conference or in the Eastern Conference, but do they really matter? No. Hockey, kind of the same deal. Now, I know you can give me a team like Nashville that made its run from the eighth spot all the way to number one, but I don't know if we really want to argue hockey in the end of August here on the show. Baseball, way too long. And I know by now, you, you I mean, look, you have, what, two races that are up for grabs? American League East, National League Central. But the wild card in the American League, that, that second wild card spot is on pace to be won by a team with a record barely above 500. The Angels last night, Paul, look at Angels hit the, the grand slam against the A's. I think they're in the second wild card spot. How many games above 500 are the Angels right now? They are, Los Angeles Angels are currently, there they are, four games over 500. Four games over 500. Okay. Not screaming, watch out for me in the postseason. NASCAR, the regular season just keeps fading week and week. College football, you've got to be there every single week. College football still has the most important and most meaningful regular season because of the college football playoff and because there's only four spots. You lose one time in college football. You're not dead, but it's a pretty damaging hit. You lose twice, they've sunk your battleship. And you, and you can say, well, hey, Wes, now look, I know it's kind of like the NBA. I know who's going to be there. I, I know Alabama's going to be there. There's going to be Ohio State. There's going to be Florida State. There's going to be USC. Okay. You, you might have Alabama and Ohio State, but the past two college football playoffs, two of the four schools in the end have come from outside the preseason top ten. So you think you know, you don't know. We don't know who's coming. We don't know who's sneaky. We don't know who's a surprise. We don't know who's just going to completely take all the hype and just deflate like a balloon that gets popped. The college football playoff, the way that it is structured and why I'm so against anybody expanding it right now is because the spaces are so limited. Those four prestigious, precious spots, 
it makes us care week in, week out. And and then just just maybe if you start fading two-thirds of the way through the regular season, the college football playoff committee, they come out, they light this stick of dynamite, and they release the first poll, and it sends everybody into an uproar about who's ranked where and who's in the top four and who's five and who's six, and it makes us care even more. It, it is the most meaningful regular season because every week matters. And I, I will tell you this right now. It's more... It has a more meaningful regular season than the NFL. Because every week in the NFL doesn't matter. Now, the importance of every week is high because you only play one game a week and you only play 16 games. But, look, you can lose. You can lose in week two and it's not drastically going to mess you up for the rest of the season. You, I mean, in all essence, in all theory, you could go 500 until Thanksgiving, go on a roll, and end up 11-5 and five or 10-6. and six. Look at the Green Bay Packers last year. They, exactly. Look at the Redskins a couple of years ago. You now and the same and the flip side is you can be rolling, life can be good, life can be grand, and then you can lose your quarterback on Christmas Eve and then right down the toilet. Tennessee Titans, Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. With college football versus the NFL, I have often wondered this too. Now college football has its little quirks, and there's definitely a lot of gambling that goes on. But I've often wondered if there's no fantasy. There's no fantasy element to the NFL. How much would you really care about other games? How much would you really care about the second half of the season if your team is in the toilet? Seriously. I mean, fantasy football is a game changer. It, it absolutely has done wonders for the NFL. And it took the NFL, and I compare it to sports gambling, it took the NFL so long to embrace fantasy football, and I think they're missing even more with not embracing gambling. But if you really think about it long and hard, you look at other regular seasons and how meaningless that they have become, how the meaning has, and I say meaningless, not completely devoid of meaning, but I'm saying mean, the, the, the meaning has been taken out. It's been diluted to the NBA, the NHL, hockey, NASCAR, even to the NFL to some extent. College football, week in, week out. It matters every single week. And I am so happy it is back. Bill Bender of the Sporting News will join us. If you want to give me your crack at who will end up in the college football playoff, we will take your bold college football predictions this morning whether it be nationally or locally. I will give you my national ones today, my local ones tomorrow, as Richmond will begin tomorrow night, then Virginia, then Virginia Tech this weekend, James Madison on Saturday night. If you missed our interview with Brian Shore, the quarterback of the Dukes, you can go find it at foxsportsrichmond.com. We'll come back. Who won the life lottery yesterday? And who's passing made me think about one of my first childhood sports memories. Have that for you next on Fox Sports 910. 10 minutes, I'll get you our throwback Thursday question of the day. And it deals with one of your most significant childhood sports memories. Have that for you coming up. Wes McElroy, Fox Sports 910. Just heard the liner there. You're home for VCU basketball. We want to promote this. VCU basketball and the Flying Squirrels will be teaming up to help those in Houston. For those who do not know, VCU's current head coach, Mike Rhodes, formerly the coach at Rice down in Houston, So they are doing their part, and on Saturday, actually, Richmond Flying Squirrels will be in town tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Through the course of those games, if you're going out to the Diamond, you can donate. Representatives from the Red Cross will be there to help out those in Houston so you can make your donation. The Flying Squirrels have actually led off the donations with $2,000 donation on behalf of the Squirrels. 
Uh, minor league baseball charities are going to match it up to $10,000. So well done by the Squirrels, well done by minor league baseball. And then Saturday from 10 to 6, the Diamond is going to be a donation center for uh, you can give items, and here are some of the items they need. They're teaming up with VCU basketball coach Mike Rhodes. He and his family will be in attendance. Some of the VCU basketball team will be doing shifts there in the parking lot. This is between 10 and 4 on Saturday. They need diapers, baby formula, blankets, toiletries, towels, non-perishable food items, work gloves, protective footwear, uh, plastic garbage bags, extension cords. I will be out there from 10 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon. Come by. Uh, I would like our audience, our listeners, if you can come by Saturday, I want to help out with the diapers and the baby formula. If you want to donate money, that's great. You can come down. You can donate money. You can also give blood. I will be down there starting at 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturday volunteering. Fox Sports 91010 will be there. But, you know, with with a daughter on the way, I I mean, I just am trying to process how many diapers we're going to go through in a given day for one child. But diapers, I saw this in the news last night, diapers are not readily available. It's not one of the things that they have a lot of. So uh, come down, if you buy a pack of diapers, some formula, drop it off if you just want to donate money. But I will be down there Saturday. Todd Pony Parnell, the squirrels will be in a little bit later on this morning. Help out and do your part. I know you see it on the news. I know it affects you. You can do something about it, and every little bit helps. So that's Saturday morning at the Diamond. And if you're going to the Squirrels game, Red Cross representatives will be there each and every game. Party in studio at 845 this morning. Transitioning over to football as we get ready for the Redskins' fourth preseason game tonight. I really – okay, I'm not lying to you. I'm not watching this thing tonight. I'm, I'm watching Ohio State-Indiana. I may flip around. I may flip over, but I – Look, I love me some football, and football makes our job a whole lot easier when it's football season. It makes or interesting, it makes you care a little bit more, makes you interactive. But I can't do the fourth preseason game. However, there are a couple guys who have to do the fourth preseason game, and they got to do it well. And one guy who, if you're really watching tonight, tell me tomorrow how Nate Sudfeld does. I'm already on record, Paulie. When we go on record, we go on record here. I'm on record, I would cut Nate Sedfeld tomorrow for two reasons. One, this team needs rosters. They need spots on the roster. You got the Phil Thomas injury. They're going to probably carry an extra defensive lineman because of Josh Doxson, who I would not play tonight. He wants to play. I would not play him. But because of Josh Doxson, you probably need to carry an extra wide receiver. You probably need to carry four tight ends because of Jordan Reed's status. You don't need to have three quarterbacks. And in all honesty... You cut Nate Sudfeld tomorrow. You let him float there through the weekend. Has Nate Sudfeld done anything, A, to be on this roster, or B, to make him interesting to any other team? Now, I get we talk about quarterback supply and demand, but does anybody really need a Nate Sudfeld? Probably not. Nate Sudfeld hasn't challenged for the backup spot of this team. If you really want him, if you see something, cut him, release him, let him dangle out there for 48 hours, Bring him back and stash him on the practice squad. I doubt any team is in high demand for a Nate Sudfeld. This team needs other pieces and other people in places. I'd cut him. I'd let him go. And then I'd bring him back and stash him on the practice squad. Because in all honesty, if you get to Colt McCoy, you're in trouble. If you get to Nate Sudfeld, your season's done. So I'm looking to see if Jeremy Sprinkle can lock up that fourth tight end spot. I think ultimately he makes the 53-man roster. But Derek Carrier, touchdown pass last week. 
Niles Paul, who I do believe will be in there as the third tight end. Do you need to care? Do you need to carry four tight ends? Probably not. You want to, but do you need to? I'm watching the wide receiver spot. Brian Quick is in the mix there. It, it, Brian Quick really showed nothing during mini camps and OTAs. Can he lock up a spot on this roster? Uh, a guy like Robert Davis, a six-round pick. He impressed me at times during camp. I haven't seen much of him in the preseason games. Sometimes it's because the quarterback's getting so much pressure in their face. But do you carry five or do you carry six wide receivers? Probably have to carry six because of Doxon. And I'll tell you one that really interests me is what are they going to do at cornerback? Because you talk to anybody in the Redskins organization, you talk to Jay Gruden, Quentin Dunbar, they love him. They really like Quentin Dunbar a lot. But has Quentin Dunbar locked himself up a spot on this roster? I don't know. Because you have this kid, the seventh-round pick, Josh Holsey, who some are saying, hey, you know, he's good. Seventh-round pick, stash him on the practice squad. Well, he's been good. He showed. And he's done a couple things where he catches your attention on film. Pass breakup. Sacking A.J. McCarron on Sunday. I know it was against the second and the third team, but still, he's gone out there and made plays. And here's a guy that they said, if he doesn't tear his ACL, maybe he goes in the second or the third round. That kid is impressed. He's making it really tough to cut. So what do you do there? Do you carry six cornerbacks? You, you can only have 53 spots. And if you're robbing Peter, you got to pay Paul and vice versa. So I, I'm watching a couple guys tonight, but I, I really – Nate Sudfeld is going to get the entire moment. I don't care if Nate Sudfeld goes 27 for 27 tonight. I still cut him in the morning, and if you can bring him back on the practice squad, great. I think this team needs roster spots. I think they need bodies in other places. I do not think they need three quarterbacks, especially the third quarterback being Nate Sudfeld. We'll talk to J.P. Finley of CSN Mid-Atlantic. He'll join us coming up. If you are watching tonight, God bless you. You can tell me who or what you are watching for this evening. Wes at FoxSportsRichmond.com, 345 And by the way, this time yesterday morning, a little bit later on the show, Joe Hayden being released from the Cleveland Browns. I think we said that right before we got off the air at 845. Joe Hayden won the life lottery yesterday. Think about Joe Hayden's past 24 hours. You got let go by the Cleveland Browns, and within hours you signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. What's that, the line going from the outhouse to the penthouse? And not only, not only did he go from the Browns to the Steelers, but he got his money. He was due $11 million this year. He got that. He got, well, he got $7 million this year. Three-year deal, $27 million, $7 million this year. And according to multiple outlets, Adam Schefter said there were two other teams willing to pay him more. And he said, nah, you know what? I'm good. I'd rather go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you went from a pretender to a contender, and you got paid? And I think at Joe Hayden's status currently, $4 million, eh, you can let that dangle in the wind. Even if just for one year, it's $7 million, and you're on the, you went from the Browns to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is called winning in life. That is winning the life lottery. We want you to win. Go sign up the 2017 Yo McElroy Survivor Pool. No! There are only, what, 25 spots left in this thing? Sign up today. You can go to Fox Sports 910 RVA on Facebook. You can also go to my Twitter account, at Wes, Fox Sports 910. That's at Wes, Fox Sports 910. Sign up today. If you want to make your first week's pick, go for it. You don't have to do that until next Thursday, but sign up now to win that $500 gift card to Diamonds Direct. It's Survivor Pool 2017. Yo, McElroy Survivor Pool brought to you by friends at Diamonds Direct, Short Pump, West Broad Village. 
we come back, our throwback Thursday question, remembering Raleigh, next on Fox Sports 910. This is the call of the night. Swing and a high drive. Deep right center. There she goes. Caught. What a catch. And it may be the catch of the season. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk. But there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. On Fox Sports 910. Oh, the phone, everybody. Here's the pitch to Strasburg. Driven to the air to deep right center field. Yelich going back. Way back. Looking up. It is gone. Goodbye. Steven Strasburg with his second home run of the year. Bang! Zoom goes Steven Strasburg. A home run to get the Nationals on the board. And it is Washington 1, Miami nothing. Steven Strasburg having a day. Having a day not like other days. Second career home run and his second complete game in 179 starts. Strasburg dealing yesterday. Blank in the Marlins, complete game, 4-0 shutout, eight strikeouts. Now 1-1 one one with a 0.86 ERA in his three starts since coming off the DL. Now 11-4 on the year. And, yes, helping his calls at the plate. So we'll give him the call of the night. Brought to you by the iHeartRadio app. Nationals uh, now 15 games over the Marlins. We'll get back into some baseball. We'll get a little baseball mixed into thumbs up, thumbs down. Also, we'll get some college football. Bill Bender of the Sporting News at 720. Frank Beamer will join us at 820 this morning. And speaking of, of coaches here, I did want to bring this up. Saw this yesterday. Raleigh Massimino, who won more than 800 college basketball games. His moment, 1985, Villanova wins the national title. Upset over Georgetown. Eighth seed. Paulie, by the way, still the lowest seeded team ever to win the NCAA title. Raleigh Massimino passed away at the age of 82 yesterday. He'd been battling lung cancer, died at his home in Florida. Still one of the greatest upsets. You, you, do, you do a show one time in July. It's a slow sports day. you got to kill a couple hours. You talk about greatest upsets. Call me, tweet me, email. You know Villanova Georgetown is going to be in the top three, which is crazy because if you really go back and you do the history of Villanova and how good they were, that, the Big East back in the day, I mean, it, St. John's, Syracuse, Georgetown – and if memory serves me right, Paulie, can you look this up? I believe Villanova beat Georgetown once, if not twice, earlier that year. They at least had one win over Georgetown. So I don't want to take anything away from the win, but it's built up because it was an eight seed and you had John Thompson and Patrick Ewing and they had won a national title. You know, they'd been there in the championship game before and you had this small school in, in, out of Philadelphia, which if you talk to anybody in Philadelphia, it's the main line. It's not Philly. It's kind of a little, little segregation, but we don't need to get into that. But still, what Raleigh Massimino did, and what it did for the school, I'll tell you, having lived in the Philadelphia area when Villanova won, and having lived in Richmond when VCU went on their run in 2011, it had the same type of blow-up. Villanova, I mean, I remember, after Raleigh and the boys went and won that, Villanova was the it school to go to. Their attendance, their applications, it it just, same deal here. 2011, VCU hit, and applications... Entries, people want to go to VCU. It just it exploded, and I, I remember the parallel. But I, a couple of years ago, down at the Final Four, I was lucky enough to be there. 2014, we were in a suite from our friends at Lexus of Richmond. They were friends with somebody at CBS. I ended up in this suite in Jerry World, which, by the way, Paulie, never been that pampered in my entire life. Never will be again. But I'm in a suite, and there's a couple a couple cats up there. We actually rode the elevator up with Roger Stallback. 
So we're going to the suite. We're there, and there's a bunch of executives. And I, I'm a little bit out of my element in talking sports with some people, but it was mostly business people. Well, every, in comes, and it, it was like when Norm used to walk into Cheers. Raleigh walked in the door, and everybody, Raleigh! And he knew a couple guys from CBS, and they're talking this, that, and the other thing. And somehow, some way, Raleigh and I end up getting bunched into the corner next to one another. And I, Villanova was one of the first sports memories I had as a kid. And I was nervous to talk to him. And I'm not nervous talking to people. I can go up to athletes in the locker room, coaches. It's just one of the, I guess, naturally born traits I have. I don't get nervous around people. I was so nervous to introduce myself. And I told him where I was from, and I grew up, and one of my first sports memories. And he, he said to me, he said, and I said, oh, I don't want to bug you. He said, hey, you ain't bugging me. He said, sit down. I need a glass of red wine. And he sat there, and we sat on these bar stools, and people just gathered around, and he just started telling everybody stories. But we're sitting there, both with a glass of red wine, and, and the Final Four is going on below us, and no one cares. Raleigh's just telling stories. And I will never forget that night. I threw up the picture yesterday on the Twitter account, at WestFoxSports910, and I put it up on our Facebook page as well. I was, so, I was so nervous to meet the guy. It couldn't have been any nicer. And then it was like sitting down with your grandpa telling stories. But he had... At, walked in, everybody's shaking his hands. All, all he wanted to do was get a glass of red wine. And he didn't cut me off. He didn't be rude. He said, look, it's nice to meet you. I just need a glass of red wine. And we sat down, and he held story time. But I, I was sad to see that yesterday, but Raleigh Massimino definitely made his impact on basketball, especially in the days of the Big East end in 1985. I would like, since the 85 Villanova parade was one of my first sports memories, our throwback Thursday question. What was the first moment that sparked you being a fan of sports? Send it to me at West Fox Sports 910. One of your early childhood memories that gave you the bug to be a sports fan. Wes at FoxSportsRichmond.com.